because I, I always learn so much from watching, from, from helping people with their sessions, whether it be Pat Thornton, whether it be Aisha Brown, or whether it be uh, Rodrigo Fernandez Stoll. Like, like I, I, I'm always learning from watching these actors perform and do their craft. And I, and, and I think seeing a, a lot of these people come in and all, all these comedians and all these very funny people will help everyone that is a session director. So if, if you do want to do this and, and learn about self-tapes and learn what goes on behind the scenes of making a great self-tape, I, I do highly recommend doing that. Laughing Vikings Live. High vibe chats with actors, comedians, and creators, plus stand-up comedy, sketch comedy, and most importantly, you. That's right. Join us every Monday for new episodes, and you can be a part of the show on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, and Twitch. Ask questions and interact in the comments, and make sure to share this with your actor, comedian, and creator friends so they can be a part of the show, too. Can't make a live show? No problem. You can catch up on your favorite podcast platform and visit laughingvikings.com to find out how you can join the cast and crew. All right, it's time for today's show. Buckle up and make sure you stick around to the end because we have a special surprise for you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Laughing Vikings Live. Happy Monday Fun Day. Let's go. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is episode 103, 103, baby. How you doing, BK Broiler? I am fantastic, Lars. It has been a great week here at Laughing Vikings. And, well, I'm, I'm not technically at Laughing Vikings right now, but I was today, this morning. You're always there in spirit, wherever yes. you are. Laughing Vikings is like church. It's not the building. It's more... <laughs> in the air and in the community and in the spirit. It's not really tied to a physical location. Um, like yes, it. and speaking of uh, exciting news, uh, why don't we just get into it? Uh, this episode, we're gonna talk a lot about um, lots of good news, lots of uh, exciting things happening around the studio, lots of growth, lots of expansion, mm -hmm. just moving on up and just, uh, if you're not growing, you're dying. So uh, we got some great news and let's start with your great news. Okay. Uh, so I booked a very, I booked a small role on an upcoming TV show. Um, so I'm going to be filming that um, some point in September. Very excited to be a part of the production and very excited to be working on set again. It's, it's been a, it's been a really great week uh, and I'm very excited to get started on this. There you go. And I see you've been working on your dance moves. Oh yeah. yeah. Always. We're, we're raising the virtual roof here. Uh, congrats go. yeah and um fun fact about that one um oh yeah you did that in the same day we actually we worked on a self-tape together that you submitted uh for another project that you booked and you shot that already that was the feature film that you were up north for uh, mm -hmm. a few weeks ago yep. and that same day uh you were here in the studio because you had a zoom appointment uh a zoom session like a live zoom session with casting yeah. and production mm -hmm. and you booked it so that was a two for day two for yeah. two this it was hell of a day. Uh, I believe it was a Monday too. It, it was a Monday, and then yeah. immediately after doing that, I went to do my fringe show, which was the last week of that fringe show, The Prince's Big Adventurer with Stephen Elliott Jackson, who just got his first Dora nomination for Best Original Play. Oh wow! Um, so congratulations Congrats. to Stephen Elliott Jackson. Yeah. yeah, and you can watch uh, Stephen Elliott Jackson. He's a writer-director, uh, mm -hmm. and we had him on an episode. Do you remember what episode he was on? Uh, one second, Lars. Let's look Two. it up. If only there was some way we could figure it out. If only. Hmm. 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 Maybe hmm. shout it out your window? Yeah, maybe. Maybe notes. if anyone hey. in, the, in the comments, share hey, it out everyone. in the comments. What episode was Stephen Elliott Jackson on our podcast for? Come on. Let Anyone? us know. Anyone? Yeah, win a prize. Anyone? Win a prize, everybody. Come on. Super fans? You guys should know this. It's only 103 episodes. You should have them all like the back of your hand. Come on. You were doing so should, well before. That should be a test. Let's do that. Let's make that a test. Let's See make if that we a can, test? If we can rattle off 103 episode episodes. Episode 40. 
Episode number 40. Stephen right? Elliott Jackson was 60 episodes ago. And 63. What, what was his, uh, what play was he nominated for? Uh, he was nominated for the play Three Ordinary Men. It's about uh, the Tennessee burning, um, about three men that go to um, check the remains of a church they built to help uh, with the black community um, in Tennessee. And uh, they they were uh, they were murdered by it, uh, mm-hmm. because of it. And it's a it's an incredibly tragic tale. Uh, fantastic work by all three of the actors that were in it. Um, it was it was one of the hardest last scenes I have ever sat through in my life. I have never wanted to get up and help the other actors on stage more than I I did in that last scene. It 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 still gives me chills. Like right now, I I'm tense. Like I I wish I could do anything about that last moment because like they're helpless and it's it's beautiful it's it's beautiful what what steven did what the the whole team did it's it's absolutely fantastic work if it does get a revival go see three ordinary men you will not regret it nice and for those who don't know the dora awards they are presented by the toronto alliance for the performing arts and the doras recognize excellence in local theater dance an opera, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, they're presented at the Elgin and Winter Garden Theater uh, this September. Yes, yeah. yeah. So, fingers right. crossed for Stephen and the entire Three Ordinary Men team. So, thank you, thank you all so much. Congrats! Yes. Yeah. Uh, and what else? We got some news. Uh, one of our uh, Actors Audition Club members was in this morning to record an audition, and he yes. told you about some good news he got on a recent audition. Yeah. He booked four episodes on a new TV series playing a, a, a coach, I believe. Um, and so that's very exciting for Pat Thornton. Congratulations, Pat Thornton. Pat you rock Thornton. one of the funniest people around and like, yeah. one of our favorites. Both seeing him on Comedy Alley and in studio, he's always so uh, fired up and, uh, and just gives it his all. And it's, it's right. just so funny. Yeah, Pat's one of those great guys um, who's, as an actor, he's very secure about who he is and what he brings to the table um, and really doesn't mess around. Like, uh, I know that you've run a lot of his sessions. I have, too. He uh, he doesn't spend a ton of time doing take after take after take. He has a a plan in his head and an idea of what he does, and he has his, for lack of a better term, his go-to moves. Um, And once he nails it, he's like, yep, I'm good. Uh, he's also got a wife and a young toddler as well too. So Mm -hmm. he can't spend all day doing auditions, which is part of the reason he comes here to do them with us. Mm -hmm. Uh, and we also connect with him a lot of times on zoom recently. He was, he was on set shooting a show out in, um, the greater Winnipeg area. And so he's in his hotel or in his trailer and not able to have access to a regular setup. So Mm -hmm. we were connecting with him there when he was on the road shooting, um, from his trailer or from his hotel room. Uh, often he's, he's zooming in from his house and when he has an opportunity, he's here in the studio. But what I love about him is he's he's a, he's always super funny. Uh, he's hilarious, mm-hmm. um, often just with one look. He's one of Pat's signature moves is holding the last that last look. That last a look. Of, yeah. A lot of actors are in a hurry to, to leave. They want to leave the frame or they just don't have the, the bold confidence to hold the look. Um, He's also got some great eyebrow work that he's he's often he's often getting the brows in, into the game, but he'll he'll just hold that last look and you just fade and you just fade out on his last look. It's always super funny. So congratulations, Pat Thornton. You're on fire. Yeah, uh, we had a lot of momentum. There's a heck of a lot of booking. I mm-hmm. wish we could. I wish we had some kind of ticker that just showed like. Um, <laughs> Uh, booking percentages or uh, every time someone got a check from something that they booked here. So we could see like, instead of the McDonald's now serving a billion hamburgers, it would be laughing Vikings actors audition club. uh, Belt actors earn now. Yeah. Actors earning now paying $1 million. Yeah. That would be great. If we were to add them all up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so cool. All right. You hear that members? We need access to all of your bank accounts Mm -hmm. and uh, your tax returns. It's all relies on you, everybody. Come on. Yeah. 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 Uh, No, it's been great. Uh, And uh, we also had um, 
I don't want to say a, a new client because she'd been here long in the past, but this was her first time back post pandemic. We hadn't seen her in a long time. And that is Asia Brown, who is a fantastic stand-up comedy, uh, stand-up comedian. Uh, also, she does a lot of musical comedy with her musical comedy collective running at the mouth uh, with, I think, um, I believe um, um, Chris Robinson is a part of that. Uh, and uh, also Marita Lopez as well, too. And some other Toronto comics are in that. I'm missing a few of them. But she was recently in. You helped her with an audition. Mm -hmm. And she says, uh, five stars. I can't recommend these guys enough. They're really professional, helpful, and kind. Uh, the last session I booked with Brandon was actually fun. And I got great feedback about the audition. There is nowhere else I would go for a self-tape. That's a good testimonial. Five stars. Yet another five-star review here for Actors Audition Club and Laughing Vikings. And you ran that session. I could hear it from from um, outside the room. I was outside the studio uh, in the front room. Mm -hmm. And listening to it, I'm like, she's nailing it. Like, oh, could, yeah. And I she's tell, so funny. I didn't see any of the sides, but I could tell just by the attitude and the swagger of the character that she was playing into that I was like, this is perfect for her. This is mm -hmm. like, this is totally in her wheelhouse. Um, you want to talk about it? Uh, a, a little bit. She, Aisha is so, so funny. And, and like, oh my God, as soon as we started working on it, she came in and, and she didn't feel like she was as prepared as she wanted to be. But you know what? She came in and she delivered. And it was so funny to watch that progression from the first take to the last take. And that's one of the my favorite things to see with actors is watching them go from zero to 106. And it's it's absolutely incredible to watch. And right. um, right. Yeah, yeah, when they find out all the beats and all the moments and and really nail their line reads on every line mm -hmm. uh, and they're not missing opportunities. They're like hitting all those spots like um, and they're and they're not like afraid to play around with with like the words, with the way it's sounding, with the way it's feeling to them. And like, they're, they're not afraid to, to change things up and to, to right. try something different or like yeah. uh, see how this works so that we can incorporate it later. And, and, and she, she, she's one of the best at it. And uh, it, <laughs> yeah, she, she is fantastic. I, I can't say much more other than that was such a treat to be a part of. And right. I, I'm, she she absolutely fucking crushed it. And we're probably going to be hearing about when she books it, too. Uh, and the fun thing about it um, is we immediately got an email from her agent, Carolyn Sterling at Grand Wave Entertainment. Yep. Uh, Carolyn's amazing. Morgan's amazing. Grand Wave and all their clients are awesome. And we, we, um, we work with a lot of them here. But Carolyn's one of the few agents that always gives feedback, like almost always. She'll reply, this is fantastic. Love this mm -hmm. so much. Great work. Uh, and she was extra exuberant with uh, Aisha's tape there to let us know. And she was like, please make sure Brandon knows. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, one thing I'll say, too, about all um, uh, actors who are also stand up comedians, we've got the, the privilege of working with a lot of people here who are also headlining stand up comedians who have done all the festivals and done all the clubs and, of course, doing our Comedy Alley shows. But the thing I love about stand ups is they're completely bold and fearless with their strong choices um, and with their character choices. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas sometimes I find quote unquote straight actors um, will be a little more timid or reserved or a little more like, tell me what to do or what should I do? Or what do you think? I don't know if that's a, a reliance on, on a director or a writer, whereas a stand-up comedian, most times with the exception of, um, like a big uh, Netflix special, you are, you're the writer, you're the performer and you're the director of your own show every night when you're a stand-up performer. And you got to be big and bold enough to capture an entire audience. Uh, you got to be big enough to play to the back of the room. Mm -hmm. You have to um, be fearless enough to make yourself look like an idiot in front of a group of strangers as well. So I think the the training of being a stand-up comedian for a lot of people, especially when it's a when it's a comedic or what you'd call a comedic piece, 
Um, and as we know from learning with Tom Todoroff, everything is everything and comedy has drama and drama has comedy. However, if it's specifically something that is over the top comedy, stand-ups always crush those because they're completely fearless. And that's part of the reason I'm sure Aisha was amazing doing that is she didn't have any fear in being too big, you know? No. Uh, I'm going to be right back. My, um, I got to just plug in my laptop. So hold down the fort. I'll be back in 30 seconds. Okay. Um, yeah, it, it, it's such a, it's such a privilege to see actors go from, from their, their humble beginnings to, to like the final take that we do uh, because it is, it is completely night and day. And it, it's so fun to see that progression. And I, I was talking to someone about it recently because I think it, it's so, so wonderful that we're, we're, actually, we're able to do this now. We're, we're able to take the time with our auditions. We're able to apply so many of the things that we've learned. Um, and I, I think Lars is right in a, in a lot of respects about stand-up comedians. They, they trust themselves. And I think there's a lot of straight actors that get so heavily reliant on the words and the text and having that as almost a crutch that they're not able to completely um, lose that. And like, there's a lot of times where you'll be like, ah, oh, fuck, I fucked the line. And like that, that's fine. Um, but like, don't worry about what the line is. Focus on your thoughts behind that line. Yeah. Focus on the intention that's going into it. Focus on what the, what you need from that other character. And that's what stand-up comics are really great at is they're able to trust themselves and just go for it. And like, right. just focus on just doing it. And that's, and, and that's a great thing is like, they're just able to go. And, and that's so fun to see. Um, and I think so, a lot of actors can incorporate that sort of philosophy into what they're doing already. And it would help them so tremendously. Um, right. yeah. So, yeah. yeah, comedians also have a, I, I believe, a stronger sense of communication and competition as well. There's a when you're a stand up and it's just you on stage, but there's an audience of 50 or 100 or a thousand people. Um, you develop a real muscle of message sent, message received and sensing the room. You say something and you sent you can really sense them if assuming you're seasoned. You can sense when something is awkward is happening or when something doesn't land or when it does, mm -hmm. you get a sense of like, oh, I can go even harder at this because those people are like people are loving that. So I'm just going to drill it in. Um, yeah. And I think there's just there's a there's a, a lack of a fear factor that sometimes is still in. And, and like you said, it it's about bringing it's not really about. It's like, yeah, the words are the words and the text is the text, but it's about bringing that off of the page and transcending that as a character and inhabiting this character and bringing it to, to real life and personalizing it and stand-ups stand do that. And stand-ups are also great uh, storytellers. Typically, vocally, they are very strong just because of all the reps too. Uh, whereas, a, especially someone, it's different. If someone's got a, if, if, if a TV film actor, if their training is based in theater, they may have a lot of the things that stand-ups have as well. Mm -hmm. But if a TV film actor who hasn't done a lot of theater uh, and hasn't been on stage and hasn't been in live rooms, I feel like that's like the number one fear for everyone. It's like public speaking or doing stand-up is, is everyone's number one fear. Whereas mm -hmm. if you're mic'd up and, and you're in a tight, closed um close set that's not as uh fear creating potentially as um as doing stand-up or being on stage in a in a room full of people so yeah. shout out to stand-up comics including you and Brandon. theater actors and theater actors yeah and if you haven't if you're a tv a film actor who hasn't done stand-up or theater then uh, i would suggest you got to do both um and mm -hmm. as an actor what's the saying it's like tv and film will make you money but theater will make you good because there's no there's no cut uh, and what, what was my line again? Oh yeah, right. What was my line? Oh sorry. Can we do that again? Yes. Yeah. Once you walk out there in a theater show, you're um, what was the word? Uh, you're you're uh, metaphorically naked on stage, uh, and there's no there's no hiding once you mm -hmm. start a theater show. It's especially if you're out there a lot. 
Uh, I think and... sometimes the the trap that you get into uh, with theater shows is like um, you you think that everything will have this thorough through line. And I, I know one of the biggest adjustments for me coming from theater school to to professional acting is like that's that's not how things are shot on set. Oh um, yeah, you you mean in like they're not there's not shot in order. Yeah, like, all out of order. Yeah, yeah, like in theater you have a progression. You have it from page one to page whatever. But like on film and on set, you're right. shooting page ninety six, or you're doing right. this stunt first because that's right. one of the most expensive shots in the scene. Or like yeah, that's that's interesting because in theater a lot of that stuff can develop organically if it's a mm -hmm. build and a build and a build and um, conflict is is growing and growing and growing till the point where it bursts at uh, the, the climax of the scene or the climax yeah. of the show. Uh, whereas you might need to walk into set on day one of a TV shoot and be like, this is the big fight scene, or this is the climax of the movie right that yeah. we're shooting it on day one. Um, like, well, uh, even the, the movie that I, I just finished, like uh, I, I only met the person that I was best friends with 10 minutes before we actually started shooting. Right. And then and you like, have that best friend chemistry immediately. Yeah, no, exactly. No rehearsals. Nope. That's the other that's the other downside to TV and film is often there's no rehearsal period. You're just thrust in there and you're okay, here's your co-star, here's your co-star. This is the scene, this is where the camera is, there's a blocking. We'll do one rehearsal, two rehearsals for blocking. And I and I think that's where Tom's thing of you have to uh know it so well that you can't get it wrong comes in so so handy because that that's how I felt. I, I felt like I, I, I knew it so well. I couldn't get it wrong. I, I know what it's like right. to be the best friend of someone. I, I know what it's like to, to do that. And like, once you're able to, to step into that, do, do whatever exercises you needed to do to get there, but like find yourself there and then just make sure that you're ready to deliver at the, at action. And right. I don't think that's, that's a wrong thing to do. Yeah. And if, I mean, for TV and film, if you're not super prepared and you go in there, then just with changes and blocking and location changes mm -hmm. or last minute line changes yep. and crew lights, camera and all the action and, and sometimes the intimidation of like, oh shit, there's 500 people here and this is costing us a hundred thousand dollars an hour to do this. Mm -hmm. Um, all of a sudden your lines can go out the window if you're not super, super prepped. And what you want is if the director or, or um, your co-star comes up and starts talking to you about a, a scene, you want to have it all like, yeah, you know, exactly. You don't have to be like, oh, let me check the script. And oh, yeah, right. I know what you're talking about there. It should just be like, you, you know exactly what you're doing in every scene. You know all your lines. You know the other person's lines probably. And um, so that you just have it all right there. Mm-hmm. And then in, in that heat of the moment, lights, camera, action, when the stakes are so high, it's, yep. you're cool as a cucumber because you've done it 500 times uh, at home if you haven't had the rehearsal period. And that's the nice thing with a lot of theater shows is often you might have two weeks, three weeks, six weeks, eight weeks of rehearsals. And mm -hmm. so you've done it like you may have done it 500 times just in, in the rehearsals by the time you get there. Um, but... You need that extra rehearsal because when you do it in a theater show, it's action and there's no cut until curtain, basically. And you got to just oh, run through the whole thing. And yeah. there's, there's no worse feeling than being in a theater show and being on stage and locking eyes with another actor. And you <laughs> realize that you've like cut a section or you've jumped a section oh, or you see in their eyes that just that blank moment where mm -hmm. it's like, I don't know where we are right now. Yeah. Um, and that's the worst feeling ever. Yep. Um, but that's also what's fun about theater too. It's because it's live and no matter what, you got to roll with it. Um, I remember I did a show where one of the actors wasn't quite there with his lines. He was maybe a little green and, and maybe didn't realize how much prep it did take, especially once you get the audience and the lights and the sound cues and the props and the, the set and everything. And there was a few times where he was on stage and I could see it like the deer in headlights in his eyes. And because I've got stand up and improv background, uh, which is always great as an actor, mm -hmm. you have that improv background. You just know, OK, you know, you're out to the scene. You know where the scene's supposed to go. You know what you want. You know your relationship. You know what you're fighting for. You know what this scene is about and, and how it like has to wrap up. So then I was able to 
I would recognize in his eyes, oh, fuck, he's lost and doesn't know where he is. And then I would step up and make something up like, so tell me about uh, or, well, weren't you uh, on your way to <laughs> I'm like if I'm feeding him his line on stage without um, without like, anyone knowing without trying to be so obvious to it. There, there was there was one funny time and I won't name names, but uh, and uh, I mean, even if I did, I'm sure he'd be fine with it. But um uh, and this is a don't do in theater is he was like through his teeth. He was like, what's what? What's my line? Oh, like, God. where are we? And we're only like the front row is like whatever, six feet away or 10 feet away, like in a room where you can hear all that. So it's like in my head, I'm like, they can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> this is the TV, you know? Um, yeah. Oh. That was really fun. That was fun for me because I knew I was always the safety net, and the yeah. rest of the cast knew I was that too. So we were, we joke about it backstage. We were like, "Oh well, if we if we drop something, Lars will pick us up," and that pretty much was the way it would go in many of the scenes where mm -hmm. I would have to step in and be like, "Okay, so what are we doing here? Uh, don't you have to go here, and you got to go there, and weren't you going to ask me about this?" <laughs> I just imagine you're off stage, you're like having a coffee or something, and then it's just like. You just hear dead silence. You're like, oh, all right. I guess I have to go on. There's no context for me to do it, but whatever. It might, that that it, I, you're, I know you're saying that as a joke. That actually might have happened one oh time where I wasn't even supposed to be there, and I was like, uh, in waiting in the wings, and I had to go out <laughs> and do something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It really makes me miss. I, I after a pandemic, I do really miss theater, and. Um, I mean, obviously, I love TV and film. I love the money attached to TV and film. And it's super cool because you do TV and film and it's forever once they get the shot and once they lock picture and, and edit it. Mm -hmm. But it it does lack some of the magic of theater and the excitement and that butterfly moment. And, and the idea, especially if it's not being recorded, that what is happening right now or what just happened is something that is gone into the ether forever except for the people who experienced it firsthand. Like that was a secret magical moment just for us. And then it's gone forever versus yeah. the, the permanency of TV and film combined with the tediousness of hurry up and wait. And um, every time they got to do a camera setup or a location change, mm -hmm. you're, you're really spending probably 80% of your time on a film set not acting and most of it is hanging out waiting around maybe you're rehearsing with your with your scene part your partner if you're lucky but it's it's uh yeah a tv film set is more for crew does way more work than an actor does mm -hmm. in my opinion way harder to be a crew member than an actor on a tv and film set i think yes so or they they thank work you to all the crew members yes. out there yeah, you thanks. do God's work. Thank you. Long days, too. Long yeah. days. 12 hour, 14, 16, 18, 20 hour days. Uh, somewhat ridiculous, actually. Hopefully they change some of those labor standards because it's it's unsafe. You can't have people like working six days a week, 18, 20 day, hour days and, mm -hmm. and then expect them to drive home at the end of the shift when they're getting no sleep for three months straight. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, what else? Uh, we want to talk about uh, expansion here. So we got through yes. the good news, all these bookings. Obviously, as a result of all these bookings, we're bringing on new clients. We just did our new enrollment to Actors Audition Club uh, back in tail end of July, early August. Uh, but if you missed that, uh, there's an opportunity to join the waiting list. Uh, we're going to do another enrollment period, likely October, November-ish. We'll do one more before the end of this year. Uh, so it'll be your last chance to get into Actors Audition Club in 2022. And to join the wait list, go to laughingvikings.com slash join. And that will put you on the front of the wait list. You'll be first to be notified uh, when we do open the doors to our signature audition community, Actors Audition Club. Uh, and that gives you all the benefits of being a member, including uh, access to our online video training archives, access to our private community where you can share resources and network and collaborate with other actors, our monthly uh, training sessions and Q&A sessions with members, as well as discounted rates on all of our services. Um, if you don't join as a member, you can still access our audition session directors and you can still get uh, help with your audition sessions by booking audition sessions either in studio or via Zoom. 
but you'll miss out on all the benefits of being a member and you're going to pay a little bit more as a non-member too. So join the waitlist, go to laughingvikings.com slash join. And uh, the other thing too, is if you missed our audition hero workshop, uh, we did a three day workshop series uh, where we were helping actors level up and grow their audition processes and systems and uh, ultimately become better at self-tape auditions. Uh, if you missed that, you can access all of the replays and recordings. Just go to laughingvikings.com slash audition hero. And uh, you can, like it says here, you can discover how one actor went from stressful DIY self-tapes to then booking a role in a Hollywood blockbuster plus two series lead in 12 months. Um working with us here at Laughing Vikings and Actors Audition Club. So if you're struggling with your auditions and every time you get an email from your agent telling you that you have to do a self-taped audition, if it's creating stress and anxiety, and certainly if you're bugging family and friends who aren't actors, if you're working with someone who's not a TV film theater professional in creating uh, your audition, you're leaving a lot on the table uh, mm -hmm. by not working with a professional. We always let people know as you know all your favorite television shows and movies uh, and theater productions that you've seen. All of those are using professional actors and professional crew. So there's an um, incongruence for you to think, hey, I'm going to get on a professional set with professional actors and professional crew by not using professionals to create my audition. It doesn't really make sense. So you want to be a professional? Well, start acting like a professional now. What would a professional do? they would work with professionals to create and craft their auditions. And you can learn more about that by registering at laughingvikings.com slash audition hero. Uh, and you can get instant access to all of that uh, in addition to joining the waitlist. And uh, as a result of all this expansion too, all of our new members coming in the, the doors, uh, we are expanding our, uh, what I like to call them, ASDs, because I like uh, acronyms, audition session directors those are the people when you book a session with actors audition club uh, the people who are your readers the people who are your directors your editors they're running camera uh, they're giving you suggestions and uh, working with you to make uh, your audition the best it can possibly be and we brought on a handful of new uh, we've got a new wave of audition session directors so we can bring that uh, up here want to do a big welcome uh, and you'll get to meet all of these people eventually, too, on the podcast. But a big welcome and congrats to our newest audition session directors. Shout out to Cheryl Poye. Poye? Poye? That's a Poye. tough one. I can never say that name right. Cheryl Poye. 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 Cheryl Poye. Uh, we also have Jesse Elgood, Jared Bronstein, Aaron Reed, Monine Daly, and Deanna Shinsky. Uh, so you'll see them when you're booking. Uh, we encourage you to book with them. It's always great to mix it up and and uh, work with new people. You'll get um, different pearls of wisdom and find different preferences with all your uh, session directors. And you can book them to run your next self-tape session session. Uh, did I just say self-tape session, session session? Session, yeah. Session session. Yeah, yeah session session. The uh, audition session, so nice they named it twice. <laughs> yes. Uh, so huge welcome. Cheryl, Jesse, Jared, Aaron, Monine, Deanna. Uh, the last couple of weeks, they've been shadowing sessions here in the studio and shadowing Zoom sessions. Uh, some of them are available for both, where you can book them in our Toronto studio or Zoom. Some of them are just remote session directors where they'll hop on a Zoom with you no matter where you are in the world and help you run that. So mm -hmm. huge congratulations to everyone. We're super pumped to have all of you. We've already got great feedback. Uh, many of those session directors, while shadowing, were giving the actors suggestions uh, and or helping with camera, mm -hmm. helping reading, helping edit the files afterwards. Uh, and we got great feedback from all the actors who were working with them too. So, so excited to continue to expand. Uh, and if you think that you're a person who would be a great session director, meaning you have audition experience, helping people run their auditions uh, and record self-tapes, shoot self-tapes, uh, maybe you've got some casting experience working for a casting house or casting director as a reader or camera operator. Uh, you've got some basic editing skills. Uh, and more importantly than that, you've got a positive, upbeat, energetic, fun-loving attitude. You love actors. You love TV and film. You're not a cynic or a pessimist. You're, a, you're an optimist and you like to play and have fun. Then maybe you should reach out and see about our session director opportunities. 
Uh, and you can just hit us up, send us a DM on any of our social media platforms, including <gasps> all part of this expansion. Guess what, Brandon? What, Lars? We are finally on the Tiki Talks. Ooh, right. the Tiki Tiki Talk? We finally got on the Tiki Talks. That's right. Uh, I've been resisting for a long time because it's a lot of uh, time, obviously, to to make content and post across all these platforms and then engage in the DMs and answer replies. So part of our expansion is I'm bringing on some virtual assistants to help with social media, uh, helping with some video editing and helping with some posting across all of our platforms. So you can now find us and follow us on TikTok. We have a Laughing Vikings account where that's going to be mainly comedy content, a lot of clips from our Comedy Alley shows. Uh, and as we continue to develop and produce other TV and film content, you'll find all of that on Laughing Vikings. Mm -hmm. And all of our acting and audition-related content, you'll find that on Actors Audition Club. Uh, so on TikTok, uh, Actors Audition Club, you'll find a lot of clips from the podcast, testimonials, uh, teaching and coaching from our guests, uh, our actor guests and our industry professionals there. So make sure if you're on the Tiki Talk, uh, hit us up at Laughing Vikings for the comedy, at Actors Audition Club for the acting and audition related uh, content. Uh, and while you're at it, just make sure that you follow us on Instagram and on Facebook at the same places. We've got Facebook pages for Laughing Vikings and Actors Audition Club. And we've got Instagram pages. So it doesn't matter where you're at. You can connect with us. Uh, it doesn't matter where you are in the world. And also make sure if you're watching live on Facebook and on YouTube that you subscribe on your favorite podcast uh, platform and you can listen to the audio while you're going for your run or you're working mm -hmm. out or you're driving in the car. And you can get all that uh, BK broiler wisdom into your ears. Yay. Yeah. yeah. So lots of good stuff happening around here. I'm excited. Excited to grow the team. Yeah, uh, hard, hard to believe five years ago this started with me and I was doing every session. I was on call 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. running all the sessions for all the actors, which meant I always felt bad if I took a day off or had to go on a vacation or something like that. I don't think I did, actually. I think yeah. the first time I realized that, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I've, just, I've just locked myself in where I am now like a necessity to all of these actors so then I realized if I'm going to be out of town, I can't leave these people in the lurch. So I brought on some uh, other session directors, first part-time freelancers. You were a big part of that wave a couple years ago. And we should give you a shout out too, because this is you recently passed your two-year anniversary. I did. Yeah, it was on, uh, it was last Saturday, August 27th. And it was, it was great because Sandra Badalini filled in for one of the comics that had dropped out on the Saturday Comedy Alley show. And then uh, she was actually my very first session right. uh, at Laughing Vikings. Right. Yeah. I think because I was out of town for some reason too, right? Uh, well, because that's that's your dad's birthday, right? The 27th or the 28th? You got it. No, it was the 27th. Yeah. And there you go. Yeah, because you, you left. Because uh, you, I shadowed you for Sandra's session, and then I had another session after that. Uh, but you had to be out of town because it was your dad's birthday. Right. Yeah. 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 I'm I'm really happy with the expansion, especially, and it's it's a challenging thing as a as an entrepreneur when you start something to to grow it and to bring on people because there's a certain level of um, letting go of things and mm -hmm. and letting other people and just trusting other people. Mm -hmm. But if you don't do that, it doesn't grow. And I've, I've had I've had some challenges with that where I like I want to be in the day to day. But then if I'm if I'm buried in the day to day of it, then there's no one working top level on the business. So yeah. a lot of my business coaching has been um, like you need to operate like you're the CEO and the CEO doesn't do every single job every single day. They work yeah. on the, the things that they got to work on as the owner and then they delegate and hire and outsource and train and develop other leaders. Um, so shout out to you too. One of the things that I on purpose uh, have let you do is when when we've had these new session directors coming in and onboarding them and having them shadow sessions, I've been fairly hands off with their training, knowing that you've run hundreds and hundreds of sessions and knowing that if they become 80% of who you are as a session director by by you 
sharing your knowledge and expertise with them that that they'll be all right and I don't need to meddle in micromanaging everyone's training and how everyone is running their individual sessions just trusting that the if the overall vibe and intention and some of our values are there that the rest will take care of it so mm -hmm. thank you for uh for taking care of that and no I think yeah. you You've, um, if if not in uh, if not an actual name, at least in practice, you've elevated yourself to not only a session director but sort of the the studio manager or the lead session director here. Um, since everyone will defer to you as as the longtime experts and and as the uh, studio experts in house here. So thank you for that and congratulations yeah. as well. Thank you. Um, you recently did get a little bit of a raise too, so maybe we'll call that uh, as a result of you being here for two years. We we gave you a little bonus raise, so let's call that lead lead. Yeah, I like lead that raise. Lead, yeah, lead, uh, lead lead ASD lead audition session director. Yeah. ASDM audition session director manager. No, I don't want to be a manager. No, you don't like the word manager. Okay. No, I don't lead. like the word manager. Lead. lead, lead. I like. I'll take lead. Lead, and then they're they're supporting. Yeah, yeah. And then they can work their way up to leads, and yeah. you'll be. Uh, and then oh, you'll be they 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 definitely will. All all of them have been so so open and 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 willing to learn, and like they they've all. I, I, I probably push, uh, push them a, a little bit and, and I, I do my best to make sure that, I, that they're, they're learning as I learn as well. Cause I, I always learn so much from watching, from, from helping people with their sessions, whether it be Pat Thornton, whether it be Aisha Brown or whether it be, uh, Rodrigo Fernandez Stoll, like, like I, I, I'm always learning from watching these actors perform and do their craft. And I, and and I think seeing a, a lot of these people come in and all, all these comedians and all these very funny people will help everyone that is a session director. So if, if you do want to do this and, and learn about self-tapes and learn what goes on behind the scenes of making a great self-tape, I, I do highly recommend doing that. Yeah. Whether it be with Laughing Vikings, whether it be with someone else, like we're, we're going to be expanding. We're going to be expanding and it's going, we're going to be global eventually. And, and we're not, we're not slowing down. Yeah. It's, it's um, I can speak to that too. It's, yeah. I mean, there's a huge opportunity to make some side hustle income as you have. Like I know that you're, you're more than paying your rent and monthly bills. I'm sure most months with your session directing uh, money, you regularly are earning between three and $500 weekly um i would think so mm -hmm. um so that part but of like, and i think i think sorry just just to just to talk talk a little bit about that point it does take a, a little bit of time to get to that level it's taken me two years to get to get to that point right and like it was a slow beginning at first but like once once actors develop a relationship with you and your style they come back because they right. they like that they like that energy and it that and it's not going to matter who's running the session whether it be Cheryl whether it be Jesse whether it be Aaron whether it be Deanna or Monine or me it doesn't matter because they're going to get the same thing each time right and, yeah. and that's what I absolutely love and um, actors so, don't want to they don't want to worry about and be oh is this going to go okay is my yeah. reader going to be good is mm -hmm. are they going to be able to edit are they going to get it in on time. Uh, and you're right. When you first started, everyone was coming to me. So there's a little bit of reluctance to be like, oh, like, this is a new guy. I, this is my regular guy. And change yeah. is scary for everyone. But then what happens is that's why we always ease people in by shadowing sessions, because then our clients get to meet that person. Sometimes they're running the camera. Sometimes they're reading. Sometimes they're editing. But they get to know them, get to relate to them, get to realize that they're also a great human being and have all the good vibes of everyone here at Laughing Vikings and Actors Audition Club and and then realize that they can trust them. Um, but what I was going to say is aside the money's one thing as a mm -hmm. side hustle, like obviously you'd rather you get to be using your acting training and skills and craft on a daily basis here, uh, especially on days where maybe you don't have auditions or if you're not on set or on stage yourself, mm -hmm. you're still acting for sometimes several hours in a day. Uh, and directing as well. Um, but on top of that, 
you're developing all these relationships. And of course, in addition to the craft of acting, this is a business where when you do have solid relationships, that really helps to go a long mm -hmm. way and, and getting in with people and, and getting known as a known entity uh, that people can rely on mm -hmm. um, and getting to know agents and casting directors, getting to know preferences of casting directors, like certain casting directors like their files to be organized and named a certain way, or they like the slate a certain way. Mm -hmm. um, they, so they have their, all their little idiosyncrasies and you just learn all that like 10 X faster by working behind the scenes in casting. So yeah, I would highly, highly recommend anyone who's working or having to work like unrelated Joe jobs to figure out a way as much as possible to work in the industry um, if that's what they want to do. I mean, if you love your Joe job and it's a, a cool environment and it's not soul sucking and it's feeding you in another way and paying bills to allow you to not be so stressed out about your acting career, then great. But if you're on a job where every time you're there, you're watching the clock and you're wishing, oh, fuck, I wish, can't wait for the day when I have to, when I get to quit this job figure out a way to ease yourself into more industry related things, working forecasting uh, directors, working as readers, working as casting assistants, working as PAs on set, drivers on set, uh, working with us obviously is an opportunity too. So um, mm -hmm. just so many things that um, like my, my career really accelerated just by having this place because yeah. every, it was every day instead of becoming if I had a couple of auditions a week and maybe a few shows a week or um, when when the bookings come and you're on set or on stage, that's great. But now it's like every day you're just in it. One like you like that day that you talked about it. We did a couple like when you booked those auditions, we did yours. You probably the same day helped a couple other people with theirs. Then you were off to do your own theater show. Mm -hmm. And then that's when it starts to feel like, oh, I'm I'm in this. And. I know for a lot of people there, it's tough for that imposter syndrome to go away if you're still spending most of your time not acting. If you're a server or you're yeah. working, you're working um, customer service or retail or something, mm -hmm. and you're doing your best to tell yourself that you're an actor. But uh, and then if you combine that, if you're not in class at the same time, then it's like, well, are you an actor? Because when do you act? Yeah. You're not on set. You're not on stage. You're not in class. You're not like you're a server. Uh, <laughs> you're a server with dreams of acting, but you got to figure out how to make those dreams a reality. And that's by acting. It's funny. Yeah. I always think it's funny that, um, I mean, we're called actors because of act like action. It's about taking action as mm -hmm. an actor. Um, and in, in life too. And you're not going to get anywhere in this career, just sitting at home on a couch, thinking about it. It's like, yeah, thinking's great. I, and that's something over, over maybe the last five, 10 years of my life, I've changed. I used to really value thinking. I had a, I had a, uh, the statue, you know, Rodin's Rodin's, uh, the thinker, the guy sitting on a rock thinking yeah. and thinking is important. You want thought leaders and you want people who are well thought and well-spoken, but thinking on its own does nothing. Mm -hmm. uh, and thinking on its own can be detrimental too, because you hear people, oh, I'm in my head, I'm in my head. And being in your head is not where you wanna be. Being in your head takes you out of the moment, takes you out of now. Usually when you're in your head, you're thinking about the past uh, and what went wrong or what you missed out on in the past, or you're thinking about a future that you don't want, meaning you're worried and or anxious about things and it's really mm -hmm. it's actions and being present in the now that that brings you more joy and more gratitude and more of everything you want in your life not not thinking and there's that there's the phrase um knowledge is power well no it's not really it's like knowledge is nothing without then the follow-up action and execution to turn that new knowledge into new actions and new mm -hmm. habits and and new ways of doing things so um yeah you're an actor act yep and, and cheryl said it best after she left left her shadow sessions yesterday now i don't have to tell people that i'm a i'm an actor server i'm an actor session director right 
Yeah, actor slash director. Yeah, and that's the other great thing is it is a language and it is a muscle of how do you communicate ideas to an actor that are actionable uh, that then they can assimilate and then actually turn into a different performance on camera. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's challenging. It, that's challenging for a lot of seasoned directors as well. And that's why we always highly recommend Tom Todorov's classes because his classes are really classes in how to, how to be an actor, but also how to direct because you learn the language um, that then you can apply as a director. Mm-hmm. And it's so great. Like that's, and three of the people that we're bringing on Monine Daly, Aaron Reed and Deanna Shinsky, they were all conservatory mates in my ensemble 10 this past year. Um, so the thing that I love about all of them, in addition to who they are as actors and people, uh, is that they speak the same language as you and I. And anytime that they're going to be directing someone who has some training with Todorov, they'll like we can speak the same language. It's it's almost like like being multilingual, where it's like we don't just speak English, but we speak we speak uh, Tatarafian and uh, Shirtlefian. Shirtlefian, uh, nice. Yeah, and if you're not taking those classes, at least buy Michael Shirtleff's book, uh, The Audition, or uh, just just called Audition. Um, and a lot of Tom's training is is um, based on the foundations that Michael Shirtleff started in his book Audition, and then Tom expands on them as well. So. We cannot recommend uh, Tom Todorov's class enough. Do we have a banner for Tom's? Um... Uh, yes, we do we... somewhere. I just need. Well, if, if we don't have it today, look them up and tell them that Lars and Brandon from Laughing Vikings sent you. Uh, you can audit the first class free. And I do know if you use. Um, yes. Although you... that's uh, not active link. Oh, yeah, that link's no good anymore. Is it links now? Uh, no, it's not there. Uh, we'll we'll do a new link. I'll I'll build a new link for it. I think we've been revamping the web pages, so the old link might be dead. Um, but you can check them out. Uh, also, if you for those of you who join and want to join the monthly class, you can lose use the coupon code Lars fifteen, and that gives everyone with Laughing Vikings um, uh, that gives you fifteen percent off uh, your classes if you wanted to do the paid ones, or you can just audit one for free. Yeah. Those classes are great. They're full five-hour workshops on a Saturday. Uh, it's an international community. Tom's an incredible coach. He's super inspirational. His uh, There's also a voice and speech class with a world-renowned voice and speech coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew Wade being one of them, who was the voice and speech coach for the Royal Shakespeare Company. I don't think it gets any more prestigious than that. Uh, Mary Lou Rosado is another one. Uh, she's been on our Shakespeare uh, episode, and she was head of Cal Arts Drama. She teaches at Yale School of Drama, and she's the the Shakespeare teacher with Tom, uh, with Conservatory. Um, and then there's also a, a a text analysis class with Emily Moulton, mm-hmm. who is the executive director of uh, Tom Todorov Studios, uh, and she does a great job of going through the text analysis, she'll break down one guide post so that as you do class after class after class, you'll end up covering so much. Those classes are great. I miss them. I'll be back soon. Yeah. And if you see their promo uh, commercial on Facebook, I helped make that. So uh, yeah, give give that a like and a share. There you go. Yes. Yes. All right. Anything else we got to talk about today? Uh I have a quote. Would you like to hear a quote to inspire our week, Lars? Yeah, let's hear it. All right. So our quote this week comes from Matthew McConaughey. And he says, All right. Life is not fair. It never was, and it is now, and it won't be ever. Do not fall into the trap, the entitlement trap, of feeling like you're a victim. You are not. Tom always likes to say, To play the victim is the weakest choice. He also says, uh, no one owes you anything in this business. Right. Yeah, it's the weakest choice on camera and it's the weakest choice in life too. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, you might be an underdog character or you might be losing, but what people want to see is someone fighting to win, not someone who's resigned. Oh, I'm a victim. I'm lost. Mm -hmm. Boo hoo. Mm -hmm. Woe is me. And nobody wants to see that in life, no matter where you came from. And the flip side to that is when you see someone who's come from like 
uh, horrific oppression or family trauma or childhood trauma or some kind of disastrous scenario. Mm -hmm. When you see someone who's gone through that and they still have fight in them and optimism in them and, and somehow still a sense of hope and abundance, that it's like that is magnetizing. Everyone will come to that person. And when you see that person, you want to help that person. Be like, oh, what can what can I do to help you? Let me give you this opportunity. Let me get you on board with this guy. Let me introduce you to this person. But when you see the same person who's gone through the exact same things, but they're resigned to play the victim, they're resigned to be boo-hoo, woe is me, nothing ever yeah. works. I was so hard done by. That's like, everyone's just like, well, that's life. Good luck with you. Like, mm -hmm. oh, let me stay away from that person. Uh, even though they both went through the same thing. So I think it's, it's also remembering... Um, and this can be tough, um, but how you see the world and how you identify like your own identity, how you see yourself is really the reality that you'll see in the world. And what you think about the world is the reality. It's that saying of perception is reality. And mm -hmm. you want to change your circumstances uh, and change your life and change your scenario. First, you've got to start with your own thoughts about who you are mm -hmm. and your own thoughts about the world. And also just be, be really aware of your own beliefs. I think a lot of people fall into the mistake that their beliefs are facts. And beliefs aren't facts. Beliefs are just things that you think enough and you've thought them long enough or heard them long enough that you believe them to be a fact. But almost every belief that people have, you can, if you can point out a, a counter argument to that belief, uh, someone who's not that example of whatever the belief may be, then that that like myth buffs or a myth myth. I said myth buff. Myth. I can now I can't say it. Myth busts myth bust. or belief busts. Mm -hmm. um, so just remember, like we're we're in an abundant. This world is no matter what. Like I don't give a fuck whether we're in a recession or we're in a depression or we're on the tail end of a, of a global pandemic. We're in a world that is more abundant than it's ever been. Uh, if you, if you believe that, uh, your world will be abundant. If you believe that it's scarcity and there's only so much slices of the pie for you. And every time someone else gets something, that means that there's something that you're not getting mm -hmm. that will become your reality. But the fact is, especially for actors, there's more roles out there. There's more productions. There's more opportunity. There's more money. There's less gatekeepers. There's more technology where you can shoot your own things in HD, plus have access to a, a global uh, audience through social media and through all of the amazing platforms that we have. So uh, if you're somehow pessimistic and cynical in this world right now, I get it. Uh, it probably means that you got to pay attention a little less to the news or curate your news feed on your social media things. Um, but just you need to switch that and just realize that like the world and the universe is crazy abundant. And the best thing to do that is um, just focus on gratitude. Be thankful for all the things that you have now and even the things that you have uh, that you aspire to have in the future. Be grateful for them today like you already have them and just trust like it's... Um, mm -hmm. It's that like, and so it is, and so it is done, like believing like in a future plane. Some people believe that time, the way time works is the past, the present, and the future are all happening in different dimensions all at once. So at some point there's the, the Brandon who has achieved all of his dreams exists right now. So if you believe in that and trust in that and trust that you're going to eventually step into those shoes because it's already inevitable because if you can think it it's something that can be um can be thoughts become things so if you can have the thought of all of your dreams coming true then if you back it up with some of the work and the diligence and the the choices to get you there then all mm -hmm. of those things can come to fruition yeah all right that will conclude it this episode 103 103 
all for joining us today yep. and thank you for getting to the end. If you have gotten to the end of this episode, please like and subscribe. It helps out so, so much. And follow us on all the major podcast platforms. We are Laughing Vikings Live. This is episode 103. And don't forget to hit us up on TikTok at Laughing Vikings for Comedy Alley shows every Friday, Saturday at 8 and Actors Audition Club for all of our acting and audition-related content. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye.